Burger King presents four bright, colorful Star Wars glasses. Hey, it's Luke Skywalker. And the princess. Gee, wow. Get your kids a different Star Wars glass each week. Buy a regular serving of Coke for 59 cents plus tax. Get Chewbacca. Get Darth Vader. R2-D2 and C-3PO. What mission? What are you talking about? We can get all four. Star Wars glasses at Burger King until February 2nd. Entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This. <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 126 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure into podcasting, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Buargoyo, the man we call Crunch Crunch, the man we call the comic book guru, Mr. Les is... Got something good. Gonzalez. Do you? I don't know, maybe. Right, whatever. <laughs> The man we call, well, let me rephrase this. The man I call El Hombre. (laughs) The man man with the golden locks, the guy who rocked the party when it rocks the party, but he rocked it on January 1st. He rocked it. He's going to tell us what he did because he is a true rock star. Mr. Eric plays a lot of guitar. Struthers. How you guys all doing? Good. Good. Pretty good. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. New Year, new everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Eric, I know how these guys do New Year's one because I was with them. How was your New Year's, buddy? Man, oh man. I'll tell you, New Year's Eve is not a bit particularly crazy time in the Strathers household. We, <laughs> My work actually had an event that I did not go to, but we hung out, just the, the Amanda and my kids. And we. my daughter made up this cute little game because she's the sweetest kid in the world. And uh, we had a nice time. But what was the real deal was New Year's Day. So check this out. I live in the St. Louis metro area. And in in Illinois, there's this <laughs> Clinton County. They have this thing where day drinking on New Year's Day is like a federal holiday. And we played a gig 1 p.m. to 3 or 4 p.m. to a packed bar full of wasted people. There were party buses and all this other stuff. It was insane. Oh my. That's awesome. Yeah. Nothing like day drinking. There's nothing like day drinking. <laughs> Except for when you get older, Eric. Um, when you day drink, it seems like you get hung over 
There goes your day. By 8 p.m. Yes. <laughs> your day is over. You're done. You're done. I'm starting to get migraines. I'm starting to feel hungover. I start. I need some water and some Pedialyte by like 9 o'clock all of a sudden. So I love day drinking. It's one of my favorite things to do, but... Not as much. Not as... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it hurts you. I talked to Eric earlier today when I was on the treadmill... And I sounded very huffy and puffy because I've been eating like a godforsaken maniac we over all? the last two weeks mm-hmm. with all these holidays. The thing I ask Eric is, what do you end a show? What do you end it with? Uh, well, in this particular show, we, we call audibles. Brown, Richmond, 96 double! When we get close to the end. <laughs> in this one, we went from doing this pair of journey songs to showcase our vocal ability and then instantly dove into the following three songs. With this super metal outro we do into Cowboys from Hell into Run to the Hills. hills. (laughs) By Iron Maiden. (laughs) That is awesome, man. It was pretty epic. Can I guess the uh, Journey songs? Sure. Anywhere you want it. That was the second of the two that we and, did. Yeah. Uh, Don't Stop Believing. No, oh. actually. Good, good guess, though. But we took Don't Stop Believing out of the rotation. We okay. do separate ways. Oh. Which is, yeah, that's probably one of my favorites, dude. And Me for too. some reason, nobody ever ends up getting video of it online because I play the solo in it and it's I, there's this whole weird special thing meaning to it that it's just a big deal to me and so I really enjoy playing that song that is very cool it's a, it's a great song and yep. another one we do is Stone in Love oh wow that's not a like a popular one but dude, it kills. It kills. Yeah, it's it. a great song. It, but yeah, it's neat. Very cool, man. Well, you had a great time. We got to hang out with some friends. We went over to our friends Andrew and Stephanie's house, and we mm-hmm. had the Browns were with us, yes. parting it up. Brittany Brown and Rustin Brown. <laughs> we had a great old time. By the way, Rusty, thank you. I got an email from Rusty today with an eleven-page script. Oh, welcome, sweet welcome, Lord. welcome. Part two. Oh, are we gonna are we gonna work on Carlos's uh, re- table reading skills? I hope by him listening to his own table reading that he has worked on it himself. I just, I just need like a little bit of a warm up round. All right. Yeah. Well, let me, let me well, get my emotion into it. We're, we're going to, we're going to do it in a couple of weeks because it's going to take a while. It's a, it's, but it's a good one in boy, oh boy, boo. Yeah. You're in for a good one. Eric, you're actually in this script, but. Ooh, sweet. Yes. <laughs> but Rusty's request was you play Lorena's part and your part. Oh, look at that. Getting double rolls, mm-hmm. Diane. Yeah, not a problem, man. I can do it. Is that worked into his contract? It is. Because I, I think he should be compensated fairly for that. Who, Eric? Yes. No, this is an experimental thing before Eric totally jumps the shark. Ah, so, okay. Just ooh, wondering. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, Rusty. We're, we're really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. We, and, oh, yeah, we uh, are. This one is like a legitimate screenplay, part two of Welcome, Welcome, Welcome. Evidently, Les is still missing, and we need to find him. Should I stay quiet the rest of the episode? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> You're missing. You're not here. <laughs> That's good. Uh, All right. Let me get the shenanigans out there. We are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. The 2019 lineup. Podcast like now this is podcasting. Rogue One Blue Harvest. Steel Wars Rebel Girl. First Order Transmissions. Idiots Array. Tarkin's Top Shelf. Podcast 2187. 
the cargo hold and figure with Randy and Jason, check those out. You'll be happier in 2019. If you do check us out on Twitter, check us out on Instagram, check us out on Facebook. I'm actually being a little bit more interactive on Facebook. We'll give out our Twitter and stuff like that. At the end, we have a website, the Sithless.net. So check us out there. You can find all kinds of cool stuff and check out makingstarwars.net for all the new info, spoilers, news, poops, and scoops. Check that all out. And iTunes reviews. Last but not least, please leave some iTunes reviews. They are very helpful and we really appreciate it. You guys ready to get into some box office? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. PSD box office report brought to you by PSD underwear. Those makers of amazing designer boxer briefs. I'm wearing one, actually. I'm wearing one with a bunch of dollar bills on them. Dollar, dollar bill. You, wanna, you guys want to see it? No. I'm okay. Thank okay. You. Well, there was no big surprises in the final weekend of a record-setting 2018 at Warner Brothers. Aquaman is once again king of the box office sees with a domestic cube that now tops $188 million and a worldwide tally nearing $750 million. Aquaman actually just hit today. Yeah, two hundred million over two hundred million dollars, and it's on its way to eight hundred million worldwide. Meanwhile, this weekend's new wide releases, uh, Vice, which I saw, which I'll talk about in a second, and Sony's Holmes and Watson, which I have I have a word with Pooh about, were oh. <laughs> were uh, didn't do so well. No, mm. no. Aquaman made fifty two million, Mary Poppins twenty eight million, and Bubblebee twenty million. Now these numbers are pretty. Amazing because they're not drastic drop offs. No, especially Bumblebee. Bumblebee made like twenty one million last week or something, or twenty two, mm-hmm. and it's at twenty. And Mary Poppins is is doing solid with twenty eight million. This is a packed December for movies. It is. It so sure is. maybe there is. I mean, it sucks that we didn't get a Star Wars, mm-hmm. but there's just way too much going on this month as far as movies goes. Right. Right. Then again, we all know Star Wars would have obliterated. Everything. Everything. I saw a top 10 list on, um, I think it was Cinema Plan. And it had, what was the top 10 for 2019 projected? Number one was Endgame. Number two was Episode 9. That's about right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. By, by how much did it show? Like, I did, did it predict. No, oh, okay. Predict. But, I was but like, you got to think. Be, yeah, it's got to be close, though. Yeah. Endgame and, and Episode 9 are definitely the two most anticipated. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, uh, it, Eric? Did you get to see anything uh, during the holidays or no? No, man. It's it's, it's too much of a whirlwind yeah. with the church and the whole bit. Right. I would imagine. I so saw. I got to see Vice, and man, oh man, was it amazing! People, you need to go check this movie out. Um, whatever your political views are, it doesn't matter because the movie is made really well. It's written really well. It's produced. Very well, and it's not what you think it is. Well, it, it is what you think it is, but the way that they do it is pretty much in third person and sometimes fourth person, really. <laughs> it's crazy. And they handle it really well. I think, you know, Boo asked me over the weekend, you think Rami Malik's going to win Best Actor or Christian Bale? I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a, a photo finish. Wow. That's how good Christian Bale was. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, that's a testament because Rami Malek. He was amazing. He he he. Uh, what is it? He became and, Freddie and Mercury. So did Christian Bale. That's nuts. And Christian Bale gained like ninety pounds or eighty five pounds to do the role. Yeah, sometimes when you're watching him, you forget that it's Christian Bale, just like you did with Rami Malek. Highly, highly recommend Vice. By the way, 
Highly recommend. And by the way, I didn't get to talk about Bumblebee last week. Out of the three movies that I saw over that weekend, which was Spider-Verse, Bumblebee, and Aquaman, Spider-Verse obviously was the best film, but Bumblebee was very close. I really, really enjoyed Bumblebee. It is exactly what they say it is. It's a John Hughes meets Transformers. And the G1 scenes in Bumblebee will blow your mind. The first seven, eight minutes of the movie, and in the middle of the movie, there's a couple more scenes. It is pretty much watching the cartoon from back in the day with our technology with computer CGI. Oh, that's awesome. It is unreal. Uh, Eric, did you get to see, I know you didn't get to see the movie, but have you seen any clips from the Cybertron battles? No. I can't wait to talk to Mike Pappas and Johnny Grosso because I know they're massive Transformer fans. I want to know what their takes are because it was outstanding. And the story is really sweet. It's very E.T.-ish, set in the 80s. 80s music plays a huge role in the movie. It's done very, very well. And that's why it's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes still. Mm -hmm. That was really, really good as well. I definitely would suggest people to go check that out. So there's my quick Vice and Bubble Bee reviews. All right. There's not a lot of stuff to talk about this week, guys. But there is some Star Wars news. A couple things. Mrs. Struthers. Well, this piece of news right here is something that I really like to hear. And Todd Fisher, which is Carrie Fisher's brother, he recently appeared on Good Morning America. And he talked about what he had seen of her Star Wars character, General Leia, from the the footage they had. And his quote was, or he said, and I quote, God, that was stupid. There's a lot of minutes (laughs) of footage. I don't mean just outtakes. This is unused new content that could be woven into the storyline. That's what's going to give everybody such a great kick. It's going to look like it was meant to be, like it was shot yesterday. That is awesome. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk about the details of anything, but we're thrilled at what's been done. Of course, they're not allowed to talk about it, but man, oh man. Like now I'm even more stoked somehow. I'm not sure how... I was able to leave room to become more stoked, but I am more stoked. There's always room to be more stoked with Star Wars, Eric. That is true. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, though, because this has been a big question mark of, you know, what are they doing with this? How are they going to how are they going to do it? So to hear things like this and to hear her brother be excited for it and all that, that's that's really cool, man. That's really cool. It really is. And have JJ be responsible to weave this storyline with her and say goodbye to her in whatever way they're going to do is something that I'm excited about. It's going to be bittersweet because we know that she's not with us, but we get to see her and footage that we've seen. He's totally right. It's going to be like she filmed this for this movie specifically, which is amazing. Yeah, that is really cool. And so, you know, one of the things you do end up seeing if you really think about it is. Like in deleted scenes, stuff that was a complete sideline that you never ended up seeing at all. So I guess it makes sense that they could really have something special in there. Yeah. I'm glad that they don't just release all the deleted scenes. You know what I mean? But some movies do. Right. Dude, I cannot find this picture of Jason's that we were talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we can describe it a little bit. So to our, our buddy, our mentor, the warden, Jason Ward, put up a picture on, I think it was, I think it was New Year's Day. Now, 
the picture that he put up is a drawing that our boy Lumberjack Nick put up that he pretty much sketched out. The picture is of a battle droid, kind of, I would say, but it's an astromech. What do they call it exactly? Eric? Astro, astromech, yeah. Astromech, which is an R, like an R2 unit. On top of these legs that are kind of like IG-88's legs and arms, and there's like four arms, he's holding this like spear kind of like weapon. And he looks badass and it looks crazy. So that was a picture that he put up about the Mandalorian. Maybe he took it down real quick. I don't know. But but it was really cool. If you have a chance, it's not on makingstarwars.net. I think he put it out on his Twitter account. Maybe but, that's where it Or was. maybe I was just streaming. No, I saw it too. Oh, you saw it too? I okay, good, it too, good, yeah. good. Was it on uh, New Year's Day? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. New okay. Year's Eve, yeah. Oh, okay, good, good, Yeah, good. It, it kind of, uh, like, a, well, not, to, not to stir any... Any pots or ideas, but imagine Chopper with like uh, with like long like IG eighty eight legs and like kind of like similar General Grievous arms right. kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somewhere around there, yeah. Okay, cool. I think John Bishop had an article on MakingStarWars.net about Cassian is going to start filming in October. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, I think they're waiting for the Narcos to be finished. And then they're going to ramp up the pre-production, and then they're going to go into uh, production. That's awesome. I have a question for you guys, since it's the new year. And we talked a couple weeks ago about what we are looking forward to in celebration. And one, one thing that we're looking forward to from the panels and the whole experience, I want to ask you guys, I'll start with you, Eric, what is the number one thing you're looking forward to in the world of Star Wars in 2019? And remember... It's not just episode nine. There's all kinds of stuff that's pretty much out there, right? Clone Wars, is, Clone Wars is coming back. Forgot about that one. You have Resistance finishing up. I do have to say that it's episode nine. It's still my big, my big thing. For me, I think Galaxy's Edge. All the in-person stuff. Just walking in and being able to be underneath the Millennium Falcon. <sighs> and just the whole world. Like, since I was a kid... I always thought it would be an amazing idea if we had this type of amusement park mm-hmm. one day in my lifetime. I'm going to be able to experience it probably four years from now. When the, I was when about the to say the down, line's going to be so long, you're not going to get in until you're dead. Yeah. yeah but, you're going to die in line. That's fine. As long yeah. as I get to, you know, do it. But <laughs> I, I think for me, that it's Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge with a close second to episode nine. How about you, Les? Episode nine. I'm hoping we have another get together and, inter- and everybody comes together to watch the movie. Yeah. Oh, we will. So going back to Chile. <laughs> doesn't matter we started off at red robin and then i guess we upgraded to chilies <laughs> so episode nine for you and then the gathering of everybody yeah. together to go watch it yeah okay i'll probably switch mine around with you arash probably it has to be episode nine but galaxy's edge is right there yeah because i cannot wait cannot wait to see the falcon <laughs> just 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 to see it in probably not full size but just to see it the way just artfully done and everything, and then be able to sit in the cockpit, you know, like you said, in four years. I didn't want to sit in the captain's seat. I'll be the first oh. mate seat. Oh, man. Cannot wait. It's yeah. going to be unreal. By the way, speaking of Millennium Falcons, I saw Eric's amazing looking. Skin. Yeah, it's a work of art. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a piece of work. It's a masterpiece. Eric, that thing looks it, beautiful. It's a beauty, man. You just have to see it up close to really appreciate it. I just wish I could shrink myself down and get in there. Oh, I love what you just said yeah, right now. Wow. I totally, that was, that's uh, being a kid right there. Right. Was shrinking himself down and getting in there? And wanting to like, yeah, just be able to play. <laughs> just, oh, that's so awesome. I wish I had that problem, Eric. I don't have that problem. 
of shrinking yourself down. Yeah. And getting in there. <sighs> you and your in your endo. In your in your endo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is it, I mean it makes me sad because of me it, it's so much nicer than the 1980 Kenner one that I almost had my hands on. Yes. It's so much nice. I mean, it's beautiful. The Kenner one is like off. It's like yellow and it's, oh, it's, like oh, it's aged. Off, it's but, oxidized. But it makes me sad that I couldn't pull that one off. You know what I mean? I couldn't get that one. But man, I'm happy for you, man. I think it's beautiful. It It's amazing to me. Like I wasn't prepared for just how genuinely awesome it is. And it was it was brand new in the box, but you know, 10 years old and the, uh, the sticker sheet was all dried up and I was able to like rehydrate the stickers oh. and then just use a little bit of Elmer's glue on them to put them in place. Wow. That's even better. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's, that's yeah. pretty customized. That's really cool, man. Good for you. That's great. So we got for you, it's episode nine for last year, episode nine in the gathering. You are Galaxy's Edge all of a sudden, right? No, well, episode nine, but close Very second. close second. Close second is Galaxy's Me, Edge. And I'm a Galaxy's Edge. Very close second is episode nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode nine is going to be bittersweet because of Carrie Fisher and the fact that we're not going to see Mark Hamill anymore. Mm-hmm. And that whole Skywalker saga is done. But, you know, we have great things to look forward to after that. But, and, you know, I'm really excited for The Mandalorian. Really excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the content that's coming is going to oh, be great. It's going to be. I'm excited for Disney Plus, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's going to be really cool. Well, well, the thing is, you're asking a question about, you know, what are you most excited to see? It's like, well, okay, if how excited I am to, to see the episode nine panel in the, in the trailer will inevitably get is a 10, then everything else is like a 9.9. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yes. all so it's, close it's because question, it's going to yeah. be so killer. It's going to be a great year. We have a Star Wars movie coming out this year, guys. Yes. We have a Star Wars amusement park coming out this year, guys. We have a Star Wars live streaming show coming out this year, guys. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to see each other this year, guys. Yep. All because of Star Wars. That's right. There's a all thing called celebration about to happen. That's yeah. true. All right. Well, that was some quick, fun Star Wars news. It's very cool. Thank you, Mr. Strathers. Happy to bring you what minimal amount that I have. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so let's get into some random schmeals. Like I said, not a ton of stuff, but I do want to talk about a couple of things. Stranger Things Season 3 came out with a poster. Did you guys all see this? Absolutely. Yes, it did. It's pretty cool, pretty detailed, and it's set in 1985 or something, or 86? I didn't see Somewhere this. right there in the mid-80s. What year did Ghostbusters come out? Because it's going to be further forward than that. Yeah. Ah, good yeah, point. it is going to be further forward. I think they're in middle school now. Okay. The poster looks super cool. Very excited about this. Can't wait. Question for you guys, though, is I hear all this Game of Thrones news. Uh, well, not yeah. news, but just everybody's getting so excited about Game of Thrones. Am I? Is there something happened that I didn't know about that everybody's talking about Game of Thrones? No. No, it's, it's just the fact that we are in the year in which it's coming ah, out. It's gotcha. like Star Wars. Just like I'm We're in the yes. year. Okay. Yeah. And, and they're releasing teasers. Yes. For those of you that Wait, have they, access they, to what? it. Because yeah, they're teasers. releasing teasers and footage and stuff. Not like footage of the series oh, okay. or the show. Okay, okay. But, you know, they're like a teaser will have the Night King stepping up and having his hard stare. And you're like, oh, April, gotcha, April gotcha. 2019. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, that's. Or it'll be like the final season of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Like, oh. That's the interesting thing is that we have seen 
nothing from this upcoming season. No, not a single, not a single clip, shred of footage. No, maybe uh, there might have been an image that you know slipped by or something like that, but nothing that says nothing real. Look at this revealing. clip from the final season of Game of Thrones. Nothing, and it is literally under six months away. Wow. Yeah, I did watch the this last season though because HBO has been doing that. They've been dropping whole seasons. Oh yeah. Binge oh, this, so yeah, and just like here you go for the whole day, enjoy you know eight hours of your days. We definitely in this next six months has we have to get Eric to to start watching. Mm-hmm. Just like you know how you weren't watching, and oh, yeah. then you loved it. I think Eric would really like it. Well, I have nothing but a lot of free time, so I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> and sarcasm, evidently. Ah, loads of that. <laughs> I do want to talk about something that everybody and their mothers have been talking about, and that's Bird Box. Story time. You know, when I was young, we had a boat. And every single summer, we'd take it to the lake. And there was love. And there was family. And it was a wonderful time. We were just driving. Oh, my God. And then she saw something. What is wrong with you? Please stop it! Stop it! This ain't no virus or a chemical attack. It is real evil. If you see it, it takes on the form of your worst fears. Every contact we have had with the outside has brought us death. Is anyone there? Hello? We have a place. It's safe here. The fastest way to get here is by the river. The birds will warn you whenever those things are around. We are going on the trip. Never take off your blindfold. We will make it. You take this and you go. Yes, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it because I watched it last I night. haven't watched it yet. Okay, that's fine. I'm dying to. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I'll just give you my quick take. Have you seen it, Boo? I have not. Okay. Les has seen it. Yes. Les you give your thoughts first. Well first of all without before, spoiling. Okay, so what I will say is this. I know what people are saying, they're comparing it to uh two other movies that have the same type of premise. The happening on the road? No. A quiet place. Oh, I've heard the road as well. Yeah, okay, well that too. Movie. So here's the thing: a quiet place, and this movie. This movie I would put right next to it. It's actually a pretty solid movie. Great cast. Uh, they make uh, if Trevante Trevante Rhodes is going to get a lot of work after this. He's fantastic. He and he's you guys been don't know in, who he is. He's the main character in Tom. Moonlight. Yes, he's the main. Yes, so he's gonna get way more work after this because he's just good as far as the happening and the comparison to the happening this movie is what the happening thought it was supposed to be. right this movie is what happening should have been yes what it should have completely been and i'm gonna say sandra sandra bullock was a beast in this she's movie. awesome everyone was good john malcolm everyone was, was great good. there's two little kids they're fantastic everyone was good there's about seven actors main like actors oh lil Rel howry is in it and yeah. he's yeah it's all yeah it's loaded up man 
Who's uh, B.D. Wong? Yeah. Yeah. He's in it. It was really good, man. I agree. I thought it was done really well. Sandra Bullock. Talk about physical acting. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Two little kids in there were fantastic. It is very much like the happening story-wise, but things happen at the end that doesn't compare. Uh, without spoiling it, it's. I love the fact that certain things weren't shown to you. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Uh, and then also, I think it's it just... For me, I'm going to say this is if Netflix is going to keep putting stuff like this out, then nobody's going to a theater. The one thing I was thinking, though, when I was watching it of was course. I wish I saw this in a movie theater of because course. it would have been unbelievable seeing that type of film in a massive screen with surround sounds, THX. That would have been I, awesome. I can't wait for the, the, new, the other one they have coming. Which, what's that? The with, ben with Ben Affleck, Affleck and, and uh, Charlie Hunt. I get what you're saying, Raj. I, I do agree the theater experience would have been great with this. Because the theater experience for A Quiet Place was phenomenal. extremely phenomenal. Like, yeah. Nobody spoke a word in there. Nothing. No. Pinge dropping. It was crazy. On this one, it has to do with eyesight. So I closed my eyes throughout the whole thing. Holy cow, man. Now, what I will say is there are a lot of dum-dums out there. People are starting to do the, the bird, bird box challenge. Have you seen any of these? No, what's that? People were blindfolding themselves and oh, just stupid. <laughs> just stupid. Yeah, don't blindfold yourselves, guys. It's like when uh, Drake had that song, the Kiki song. Yes. Everybody People starts doing their dance ankles. outside of the uh, yeah, car. Yeah, twisting run over. Snap yeah, over. Oh, no. yeah. Falling out of the car. Don't blind for Just fold yourselves, people. <laughs> Going to the hospital. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the nature's way of saying you're dumb. Yeah. <sighs> Amanda and I are going to watch this tomorrow night. Oh, great. Yeah. Me and Lorena watched it last night and really enjoyed it. I wanted to talk about it. It's really intense, but it's pretty good. We'll get your take on it next week. Yes. Oh, and Boo, yeah. you'll watch it by then. Absolutely. Great. So yeah, check it out, people, if you haven't seen it. And I'm sure you have. It's the most viewed show in the history of Netflix. And that show, movie. Movie, yeah. 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 It's there. So it's done really well. There's something else I want to talk about. And me, Boo and I were in Las Vegas. We were watching Aquaman, and a trailer came out for Holmes and Watson. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Boo, and I told Boo, this needs to stop. And Boo's like, as long as they make money... They're not going to stop. And I said, Boo, it's not going to make money. And Boo looked at me and goes, it's going to make a shit ton of money. And I said, Boo, it's not going to make any money. People are over this. So we had a little debate there. So Holmes and Watson. In the theater, you guys had a debate. Literally oh, just a very nice comp. I get it. Yeah, we are just like, yeah. We were throwing popcorn at each other. Yes, sir. <laughs> Holmes and Watson just spiked up to an 8%. It was at zero for a good while. Oh, Jesus. yes. And I think it made like $43. Here's the thing about the what's happening. <laughs> I think this is what's happening. There are a ton of people that are going and they're walking out 30 to 40 minutes into the theater asking for their money back. If you go on Twitter and you read, there's a ton of people that have posted, oh my God, this was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm, I just demanded that I get my money back. I guess people are walking out in droves. Wow. Will Farrell, but Les and I talked about this today. Is it, is, has he become Adam Sandler? Has he, are we at a point where he's not funny anymore? Because when was the last good Will Ferrell film? It took us a while. I'm, I'm going to say, I, I don't think he's ever been funny. Personally. Oh, I'm going to stop you right there. Wait, hold, on. hold on, Eric. Let me go. Let me go. Please let me go, bro. He's putting please, his foot down. Please. Absolutely not. Because we talked about this, Araj and I, and he's got some good, you know, Talladega Nights, amazing. Mm-hmm. Anchorman, but then I when I looked at Anchorman, I go look at who Step he Brothers. had in Anchorman though, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd and Steve Carell, 
come on, Vince Vaughn. You can't ignore that he is a Christina uh, Applegate, hilarious human being. Oh, oh, he is. But I think the the luster lost after his. If they're trying to be a duo together, right. I, I think it's just done. It's worn off between as far as those two guys having John C. Riley and Will Ferrell on screen together and having them alone. And don't get me wrong, I think John C. Riley is a great actor. He he can he's amazingly talented. He's got such a diverse range. Yeah, range his range of, is, of acting he's got a skills. Range, but yeah. I think those two just need to stop for yeah. a while. Just for a while. Not acting together. Yes, the the whole being together, making movies together, it's yes. pretty much needs to they need to go back to the drawing board. Eric, what you're a fan of Will Ferrell? Does that sound like? I am, man. But I will admit that as time's gone by, the movies haven't been as... Step Brothers is really hard to top. Yes, it's great. And you can either keep making the exact same movie. Mm. So yeah, it it is a tough spot, but um, I know you're going to laugh, but... (laughs) 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 Have you seen Daddy's Home? No, no, no. That's funny you said that, because that came up today. Daddy's Home, it was a good movie. It was funny. The second one is pretty funny too, right? I haven't seen the second one. The second one, here's the deal. I'm just going to be honest. It's pretty cheeseball. And it's one of those things that I th- <laughs> I think that you have to just decide to like it. It's one of those movies, right. you know. But oh. dude, it cracked me up enough that like it was stuck in my head. Well, that's, you know, if you laughed and you enjoyed the movie, then it was a good movie. I, I will say that, and I I will stand on this hill and probably die on it. I still think Anchorman Two is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Well, Anchorman that was great. that gang fight in the park in Central Park tops the first one. It's just hilarious. Well, it's, him in old school, old school is great. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we got even his character oh, in school. the Wedding Crashers were. Oh, it was great. Man, he's funny. Bit. He's really funny. He's, I think he's just making movies to make movies now. It's not like... But he needs to find he's, another... He's pulling a Sandler. No, but he needs to find that second guy. Because him and John C. Riley, like you said, Eric, you, you, Step Brothers, they did Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. Knock it dead after that. Like We're, we're good here. Yeah, even Talladega was Because Talladega Nights, and they were great together. And like I told you, he tried to... Um, him and Kevin Hart made that Get Hard movie, and I was like... That was awful, man. Not, I saw no. that too. That was awful. You know, you can only play the like dumb, aloof <laughs> goofball so much. Yeah. What's was... great right now is Boo's looking through his IMDb. All right. All right, Boo. Tell me the last, other than, um, is it Daddy's Home? Other than that one, what was the last good Will Ferrell film? It's been a little while since he's made an actual, since Daddy's Home, since he was like a big portion of the movie, I guess. Maybe 10 years ago, or not 10 years ago, eight, well, if you want to be technical, nine, but eight years ago. Yeah, it's got to be Step Brothers. <laughs> See what I'm which saying? Is, which came out in 2008. <laughs> Just fucking crazy. It's crazy. It is fucking it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But I hope he rebounds, man. I hope he makes money. I hope he, his movies do well. I don't want him to, I don't want to see him go away. He's, he was, when, back when Saturday Night Live, when he I was, was on about Saturday to Night bring Live, something he was up. Yes. fantastic. Yeah. He held that crew together. Mm-hmm. His, his spots, the yeah. Jeopardy, oh, all man. the stuff that he did. He was amazing. See, but I, I I don't agree that he's at Adam Sandler yet. Like, when Adam Sandler makes a movie now, or he did towards, you know, in the last few years, I didn't give a shit. Did not give a fuck. Didn't care. I, I didn't even watch the trailer. Didn't just... I, he, he could have disappeared, and I wouldn't have noticed. With Will Ferrell, I still care. 
I still give it a shot like I did with Holmes and Watson. I still give it a shot. I haven't seen it, but now with it's with what I've heard, I'm never going to see it. But it's one of those where I still give Will Ferrell a shot. Once I don't care what he's making, what he's in, what appearance he has, then I think he's at the Adam Sandler portion. Or at the Adam Sandler. You know, if Adam position. Sandler's listening right now, I know what he said, right? What would he do? Yeah, that's when he was funny. Yeah. Fuck you, you fucking bitch. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all, right. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. I think a couple of months ago, we talked about Back to the Future and the reboot, rebooting news of Back to the Future and how there was a poll out there. You guys might have heard that was also a few months ago. Uh, what movie would you, or franchise would you like to see rebooted that hasn't been so far? And Back to the Future was the overwhelming favorite. Well, Yahoo caught up with Robert Zemeckis um, when he was sitting down for Welcome to Marwin, which I think also made $43, Yeah, and asked the director whether or not he was still adamantly against another Back to the Future film. And he responded by, oh God, yes. And this, he went on to say, I think what the poll is saying, they asked a specific question, so I guess they felt it was important to spend money to poll the world and ask this question. But don't you think we could all have just given them the same answer? It confirms what we all know. But what I think the fans are really saying is that we really like this movie. And if it were possible, I'd like more of it. But they understand that it can't be done. So that's what Zebecca said. And previously, Frank Marshall, who was the producer, said, Yeah, we won't reboot Back to the Future as long as I have my say. That No, that one exists just like E.T. We're never touching them. I love watching it. So thank the maker. It looks like Back to the Future will be left alone and we won't get to see a reboot, which is, I think, what we all decided was the best possible mm-hmm. scenario. I am a massive fan of Back to the Future, the whole franchise. Remaking it would be a huge mistake. Yeah, so this is good news for you. Absolutely. I agree, too. Don't mess with it. All right. I think that's it for the random schmills. I think we got some comic book TV movie news. That's been out just today. I think the Punisher released a trailer, a teaser, teaser, a teaser. Yeah, it was pretty much a teaser. It showed a guy reading the pardon that was given to Frank Castle, and he's pretty much burns it and tears it apart and throws. You know, he's very upset. Whoever this guy is, you only see this guy's hand. Well, in an interview with Collider, Josh Stewart has revealed the details about his villain character, John Pilgrim. That's his name. Who he is described as a man was a Christian fundamentalist who had a rage, a violent side of him. It's burned deep. That sort of side of him is going to resurface a bit. So that was kind of interesting, but the trailer's out. That means it's coming out soon. Yes. Can't wait. This is the one of the only ones left for Marvel. This one and Jessica Jones. Yep. Yeah, but this one has the most like anticipation. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The first yeah. season of Punisher probably hit harder than any, any of the other Marvel shows that came on Netflix. Oh, yeah. As good as the other one, as good as Daredevil ended up being and the heat that Luke Cage brought, but first season of Punisher was just ridiculous. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Well, speaking of uh, douchebaggery, James Wan, the director and the creative force behind Aquaman, had a message on Twitter about people not liking Aquaman, but it wasn't what you think it was. It was really interesting. This is what he had to say. It has come to my attention that some folks are getting harassed by some fans for not liking Aquaman. Please don't do that. Not that kind of support I want. 
be respectful, vice versa. It's okay not to like my film, but there's no need to attack me personally or tag me on hate. Peace. So it was interesting. He was telling his people to chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't go after people going, you, what do you mean you don't like this movie? Yeah, One of the greatest good. movies ever. You, you must be a Marvel fan. Good for James Wan. I like that. We have an email from Kent. Dear Sith listeners, I'm very excited about the MCU post-Avengers Endgame. Not only do we get a Spider-Man sequel, but we'll almost surely get sequels to Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Doctor Strange. Also on the docket is the Black Widow prequel and the Disney Plus TV shows. What I'm most excited about is the Shang-Chi movie. It's also my biggest concern. The main problem that I had with Iron Fist is that Finn Jones is not a fighter and his scenes look like junk. Parentheses, not to mention that they got his character all wrong. He's supposed to be a Zen dude, not a hothead whiner. <laughs> Shang-Chi absolutely has to be played by a martial arts expert while also having the acting chops to pull off a starring role. Do you think that he should be played by an existing martial arts star or a relative unknown? Unknown. Should the actor be Chinese or can a Chinese American actor play the part? Too bad that Donnie Yen is a little too old. When I grew up, when he played Eat Man, I thought that was a great version of how Shang-Chi should be. Mm, good point on that one. Ooh, yes, it is. Thanks again, Kent Schonkweiler. Thanks, Kent. Appreciate it, man. That's a great question and great observation about Donnie Yen. What do you think about this, Les? I, I have a guy that could play Shang-Chi, but I think he's, he's just not Chinese. Who is it? But he's awesome. Iko Uwes. Iko Uwes. He was in, he's from The Raid. Oh. He's in Mile 22. Uh, he also oh, had the, yeah. the little Wasn't bit part he... in Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens. In the, yes. Oh, that's the Kanja Club. That scene? Uh, he was part of Kanja Club, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. yeah. He's great. He's, has, okay. he, he can fight. He has a fighting skill. Um, so you're saying it's okay for him not to be Chinese or Chinese-American? I, I don't want to dance along that line, but... Well, we might not know of a lot of Chinese-American actors or Chinese actors. Maybe that's why we don't think he's... Been, and, I mean, well, in... I, mean, I guess Louis Tan would be another one that comes to mind, and that would finally give him his to expand on being Shatterstar, and you know everybody campaigned for him to and lobbied for him to be Iron Fist. Maybe give him the shot, but for me, as far as like throwing hands and being able to choreograph and mm-hmm. have some sick fighting, Iko Uwes is my guy, like okay. all the way through. But I get it. He did ask, should the actor be Chinese or can a Chinese American actor play the part? I throw him down as my guy. Tough question. Tough it to is answer a tough that. question. But I, I would definitely throw him down. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Kent. Appreciate that, man. And I agree. Uh, the Iron Fist was crap. Complete crap. <laughs> and Finn was a. I mean, if he had a story, definitely a whiner be in that one. Because he was Lars Terrell. <laughs> oh yeah, he could. <laughs> he could fight. He could fight. Lars Terrell with the yeah. sword in his hand and armor. The Knight of the Flowers was a gangster, but yeah, his Iron Fisting wasn't too good. Well, going into some other stuff, Venom 2 could feature Spidey. I know all you guys are like, what? What are you talking about? It's not that clear cut, but this came out of variety. Sony's Venoms was surrounded with questions like, what universe does it take place in? Does Spider-Man exist here? You know, we all on this podcast have been debating that for a year before this thing came out, right? How can this movie do well without Spider-Man? And we all, including me, thought that it couldn't do well without Spider-Man, but obviously close to a billion dollars now and it did very well and they're making sequels and i'm sure it's going to be a trilogy and all that great stuff but writer jeff pinkler sat down uh, with variety and he explained that spidey could actually show up this is what he had to say and i thought this was very promising without revealing anything that i'm not allowed to reveal it is not impossible 
that in a future or upcoming Venom movie, Spider-Man will be playing a significant role. That is very effing promising. So my question is, contract-wise, how many more movies does the Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe have Tom Holland? Allegedly, I thought that he had two left. So Endgame and Far From Home. Well, after Endgame. So I thought he had Endgame, Far From Home, and the third one. Mm. But if the gravy train is that big for both, I could see him showing up and Disney giving the okay for him to show up in a Venom film and then maybe have Venom show up in a Spidey film. Hmm. I could see that. Can yeah. you imagine that? That would that would be good. That would, <laughs> that be, would good. be great. Yeah, no, that that that, that would be interesting. Yeah, because not that Venom, I think, has run his course just by himself, but there's not much left to the character in my eyes after seeing the uh, you know the first Venom movie. I think he's going to need more, more of a cast, more of a. Oh, I do too. You know, more of well, a. We saw Carnage, right? Yeah, exactly. But but more than that kind oh, of okay. thing to continue this. You know, like, like you said, the gravy train to keep on going, keep flowing. They're going to need. More than just Venom and more than just villains. I'm trying to see if maybe we could throw Miles Morales as an appearance instead. With Into the Spider versus Success, you're definitely going to see Miles Morales in Far From Home or the next Spider film. Well, he was mentioned. He was mentioned. Well, we saw his uncle. Yeah, His uncle is in Homecoming. And in the comics, there is a symbiote that Miles Morales has to fight. Uh Ah. So, we could. I, I mean... Let's all start. I mean, why not if we're going to throw hats in the ring? So I was very excited get, when I read this. I didn't think he was going to be this up front. He is beating around the bush here and there where he says future or upcoming Venom movie. That's better than half these guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So either way, wow, that's almost too much. That's like something Sony would really have to like take their time and, and make sure they pull this thing off. You get the Ferrari that is Tom Holland's Spider-Man back. You can't just jack that up no you cannot and if you can build off of miles morales off the of spider-verse and actually do a live appearance of miles morales that's a tall order but i think it, i think it's still i'm gonna do the wayne gretzky thing it's good for comic book movies you know gretzky's answer was always i think it's great for hockey oh yeah yeah what did you say what do you say you can't score if you don't shoot or something like that i don't whatever i think that was we really butchered that one yeah <laughs> Real, real big hockey as, is, as if there isn't <laughs> real big hockey fans. Yeah, as if there isn't more that can be good for comic books and comic book movies. Well, speaking of that, it's a good segue. Spawn reboot this week in reboots. We've talked about this also back in the day. It is coming, you know, together very slowly, but it is coming together. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we will explore the comic book origins of Al Simmons, otherwise known as Spawn. Al Simmons was once the world's greatest soldier and assassin. In fact, he was enlisted as a member of the U.S. Security Group Task Force for saving the president's life. While this seemed like the chance he had always wanted to better serve his country, it soon made him aware of the ugly truth behind the government's internal dealings. This led to doubts and questions that eventually caught the attention of his superior, Jason Wynn. Labeled a traitor, Al's partner and friend Chapel was ordered to assassinate him. Upon his death, Al found himself engulfed in flame and sent straight to hell for having killed innocents in the service of his country. Arriving in the underworld, Al pledged his soul to the ruler of the Eighth Sphere of Hell, a demonic creature named Malbogia, in order to see his wife Wanda once again. Because of the demon's twisted sense of humor, he was returned to Earth five years after his death, transformed into a hellspawn with a badly disfigured body and given little recollection of his past. 
Al was likewise given a sentient symbiotic suit and demonic powers. These included superhuman strength, speed, agility, flight, as well as the ability to teleport, shapeshift, and release necroplasmic energy bursts. He also became immortal and immune to anything not originating from or modified by the spirit realm. Todd McFarlane was visited Collider Live, and he talked about the Spawn's new adaptation, and this is what he said about the feel of it. There's no joy. There's going to be no fun lines in it. And it's just going to be this dark, ugly two hours worth of movie, which is essentially what a lot of supernatural horror movies are anyway. There's not a lot of funny in them. And at that same time, it'll be a weird hurdle for a lot of people in this city to get over because they're sort of got into a superhero slash Avengers default all the time. This is going to be more of a supernatural horror film than it is a superhero film and well, an Avengers type of film. But that's what Spawn is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which Spawn is, I, I'm glad that he's going this route. Yeah. They're not trying to make it what it's not. Oh, no. Well, that, I mean, yeah, John Leguizamo as Violator. Yeah. As the Violator. Oh, yeah. He's also going to be in The Mandalorian, by the way. John Leguizamo, really? It has been rumored. Jason Ooh. has mentioned it. Okay. So John Leguizamo is rumored to be in The Mandalorian. This is supposed to be just. Dark and gritty. He sold his, no, he <laughs> sold his soul. And he's, you know, he's going back on his word, and the devil is sending every henchman lieutenant he can to make sure he gets his leader of his army back spawns trying is has to fight two wars he's fighting for good and trying to make his life right because he was a cold-blooded ruthless mercenary who like killed kids and stuff Ugh. there's no redeeming him that's why he is in a position he's in eric were you a big Spawn guy i know they had a big run for a while no, no. Yeah, I never got into it either. I always thought it looked really cool, but I never really got into it. But it was huge for a long time. Yeah. And those McFarlane toys really spawned from Spawn, correct? <laughs> yeah, and it's actually one of the other first uh, superhero movies. Uh, black superhero, too, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. Slash anti-hero. I know what people are going to say. Well, that's very popular nowadays. Yes. Right? So, so it's perfect and, time for this movie to come out. Those two movies pretty much opened the movie the was door. pretty bad, though. I remember that. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah, his motorcycle. Yeah, it was just oh, a cycle. Man. It was just bad. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. I'm king. I'm king. Gentlemen, the king. Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. So we have a hell of a year ahead of us. There's a lot to look forward to. And three of the things I'm looking forward to are the three Marvel movies coming out this year. Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. But in terms of Marvel stuff, it's really weird because after Far From Home this summer, we don't know what we're getting next for Marvel or when. We know there are a bunch of mostly sequels in the production pipeline. But after this summer, your guess is as good as mine. And it's it's weird because with Marvel, we usually know the schedule a few years out. and They'll also leave hints. You know, they like to plan things out. They knew they were going to do Infinity War way back when they were in phase one of the MCU. And it came together beautifully. And, you know, as fans, we like to think they know what they're doing for whatever is next. But like I said before, outside of a, a bunch of sequels, we don't know where the stories are headed. And that, and that got me thinking if we are going to see hints for the next phase in Endgame. And it gave me a specific idea, which is kind of crazy, but I wanted to throw it by you guys. One of the movies we know we're getting, and this has been put in, and I don't know the exact term, but it's like they've fast-tracked the pre-production for it. Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. 
And I wanted to see if I know it's a crazy idea, but I wanted to see what you guys thought of. Do you think we will see the character of Shang-Chi in Endgame at all? Now, I know everyone on on the Internet is talking. There was that story in Google that says that uh, Hugh Jackman is going to be in Infinity War, which, by the way, was my idea a year ago that I shared with you guys. Yeah, I remember that. Fine. I don't think it's going to be Wolverine or any of the Fox X-Men characters, but it's possible that we could see Shang-Chi because remember with the Stonekeeper, the Red Skull in Infinity War, no one saw that coming. And that was only three or five minutes, but it was a very important scene. And they they could do something just as big and just as surprising with one of their future stars. I'd like to see what you guys think or if there are any other surprises that you you guys will expect to see in Infinity War. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I hope I hope everyone has a great year and is able to enjoy everything headed our way. Thanks, King Tom. Thank you for that, by the way. That dude's just a class act. He is a class yes, act. Is. You know what? He's such a class act. We decided to devote one of our pages strictly for these On the Throne with King Tom. So if you just are sick of us and don't want to listen to us and you just want to hear King Tom's beautiful voice, if you go on the syphilis.net, go on the menu, there's On the Throne with King Tom page. I'm putting every On the Throne on there. If you want to just listen to Tom, please uh, do so. So uh, thank you, King Tom. That was a great question. Let's uh, talk about it. I will go with the comic book guru, Mr. Gonzalez. What do you say about this? I I could totally see this happening. I could see uh, with the introduction of Hawkeye donning the Ronin persona, or so much the uniform, and maybe even Captain America, maybe even Banner going and learning how to... So there's this thing in um, martial arts. It's like your chakras, your inner energies, like your cheese. Right. And I know in Naruto, it's an anime. They talk about the inner gates and opening up. You know, once you get to the eighth inner gate as you're fighting, it's all out. Like it's it, you're you're at your most energetic, your most strongest. You're at your best your moment peak. there. Your peak of yes, your peak of everything. And Shang Chi, that's what he's all about: is developing, helping develop fighting styles. Uh, he helped spider-man develop you know the way of the spider and he's i could see that where you know these guys are off training somewhere they you know where they show like a flashback or some kind of you know side thing and there he is with shang chi we'll actually get to see who he is from kent's email yes Mm -hmm. that's cool very cool and you know what again marvel studios disney marvel they're just going for it you know, we they with success of Black Panther, and then they're going to drop Captain Marvel. You know the fee, you know the lady superhero, and now they're going. Look, we we know there's you know the Asian people need something too, and right. they you know we saw the success of other movies, mm-hmm. and why not? Let's just do it. Yeah, that's, that's a let's go for great it. idea. So and and a character that's not known to people outside the comic book world. No, know? and that's a yes. Can't wait. Do you think that there's a possibility, even if this deal doesn't go through with Disney and Fox, that there is a Venom type of Spidey kind of deal to bring Hugh Jackman back just for 30 seconds in a scene at the end of As, As Wolverine? Yeah. I mean, that would put the kibosh on the entire phase. How great would that be? That would be great. That would be great, but it would, I think, do more harm than good. I think that would be too good of a tease. Too much. You're saying you're too saying much, too if, much that we'll never see it again. Exactly. Oh, okay. That would be. Too you wouldn't painful. want to finish this saga 
by seeing him in it at the end. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. And, he's got a great point. Yeah. And not knowing. And then I find out that what I just saw is the only thing I'm ever going to see. That would hurt too much. Mm. That would hurt too much. Yeah. Yeah. Because Disney would get gouged. Fox would be like, okay, you could use these guys and pay up. Yeah. You know, pay up. Yeah. Pay the piper and just get gouged. I mean, they'll make a ton of money. Everybody would, yeah. Yeah, they're going to make a ton of money anyways. You're this right. would just specifically be a thank you to the fans. Because oh. they're going to make as much... It's like putting him in there is they're not going to make more money because the movie's going to make astronomical figures at the box office. If you find a way it's to put It's just going to make fans happy. But if you put any X-Man in there, I, I would say any one of them. Hell, if you throw Deadpool and his affiliation in there in any way, shape, or form... Mm-hmm. Anytime you get a mutant or you're going to get anyone from that, it through the roof, it's over. Like you talk about a buzz and fandom going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's the ultimate. And I agree with you, Carlos. That would just be a very, very, <laughs> it would just hurt. Yeah. It would be like, oh my God. And then no, it's gone. What? Wait, what? No, right. I can't have that. No. Yeah. Six right. years later. What the hell happened? Yeah. 10 years later. Yeah. It's a, this next phase of, of Marvel films, uh, Tom, King Tom is right. Once this phase is done, the horizon isn't looking that strong. I really don't know what to expect. Y- you know, the the phase it's in now, these are all the guys that I grew up digging. And, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not well versed enough in it to make any predictions. And, and honestly, as crappy as this sounds, to even care. Well, that's a good point because yeah, point, I'm going to go to you right now, Boo. That, that's a great point because Shang-Chi and, you know, Black Panther has become massive. I get it. So Black Panther and Spider-Man, if, they, if it's possible, they're going to be running the show for a while. But Shang-Chi and Captain Marvel and Ant-Man, they're going to be the ones now to carry the next phase. Comic book fans are going to go, right? They're going to go. But the fans that know... The regular fans that know who Captain America, who he is. Hey, you're a casual fan, The yeah. casual fans know all the main characters. And they're now they've known, got to know Black Widow and Hawkeye and, and guys that are kind of like the, the secondary characters. But those guys are going to run the show. I, I'm really worried about the next phase. And if I was DC, I would be primed to start a takeover real quick. They're making steps. They are making steps. I think Endgame is going to answer a lot of these questions that we have. Who's left? Who is uh, possible to come back? You know, whichever, whatever happens in whichever fashion it happens, time travel or otherwise, or death or world, you know, astral plane, whatever, whatever you want to put people in. So I think that's going to be a big answer. And also, I would say the top two directors for the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now, probably Coogler. And the Russo brothers. Yes. Correct? Correct. So, Googler's still in it. Googler's still in it. He's still working. He's going to make a ton of movies for them. Great. The Russo brothers have said that they won't come back to direct a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie until Secret Wars is a thing. Oh. I think that's a tease. Speaking of teases and them wow. knowing what they're doing, I think that's a tease for what their next phase is going cul- to culminate to. Especially with Captain Marvel coming in. The Kree Scroll War, all that other thing. I would defer to our comic guru to what pieces would be necessary for what we have now and what what will be gone because there's a lot of contracts. Well, they would there's have a lot of dead to... people. So what 
what would be necessary for that to happen? Because that's what I think is the their future, their idea of the future. But I do know that we're going to be missing some key pieces. So eventually. very much so. What would have to happen is you got to keep Evans and Stark. I mean, uh, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. You got to keep them. You got to keep. You got to keep. Uh, what is this? Uh, you got to keep Hemsworth. And you got you got to have those and Banner also because That's exactly what I'm saying. You got to keep them at least just to make and just make two two movies: Marvel Secret War, Part One, Part Two. Uh, you got to find a way to get that deal done because a big player in the Secret Wars is Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. You got to have him. You got to find a way to get at least get the licensing rights to him, to Galactus, and the Silver Surfer. Uh, so I mean it's a tall order, but they could still pull off Secret Wars with other celestial beings because they still have the Beyonder, which is personally a lot of people are like, don't bring that piece of ah. weird thing into this Marvel universe or MCU. But you could still do it with the Inhumans. You can re revamp the Inhumans and have them or just try to do something like that. Uh by the way, I will, they can pull it off. I will they take could. back everything I just said. If that deal goes through, they're fine. Oh yeah, no. Oh right. yeah, if yeah. the deal goes through, then they're fine. Everything's a okay because right. we can Warner get, Brothers has no chance. You get Fantastic Four, you get everyone. Yeah, you get, uh, you're, you're Namor, good. you get all of it. So it works. But to pull off a solid Secret Wars, you need to keep. You just got to tell those guys, look. These are just appearances. Yeah. Yes. Not you don't have to lead That's or carry exactly a film. Gonna You're not going to see those guys. Die. You do not have to be. We don't have to make another Captain America movie ever again. We just need you to show up and wear the, for hold these the shield. next three films. Yeah. Try to stay in shape, sir. And Mr. Da- Mr. Downey, just need you to show up for these next, you know, two or three films. Which I think that's his deal, right? That's part of his deal is for appearances. Yeah, I don't and know. The, I don't know their con- what they're contractually obligated to, but I know. Chris Hemsworth's con- contract is over with. I know Chris Evans's contract is over with. This doesn't mean they can't reno- renegotiate contracts. Yeah, but I know that they're not signed on to do anything after Endgame, allegedly. See, but that's see, but that's like you said, a couple or three movies appearances. Uh, Captain America can stay in the past if time travel is the thing in the end- in Endgame. He can mm. stay in the past, chill. They can go talk to him later. Bruce Banner has disappeared before. He can do it again. Mm-hmm. He might even, right. you know, uh, he might even go off with uh, Black Widow, and they might have a, you know, a happy life somewhere else. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Uh, Thor has to rebuild Asgard mm-hmm. in some kind of way because he still has half of his, uh, half of his people somewhere. You know, Valkyrie took them off of that that ship before it got destroyed, right. so he can be busy. So yeah, so I think it's very possible. Like you said, just tell them we're gonna talk to you in a few years. Stay alive. Nothing bad happened. Don't do any drugs. Don't do anything <laughs> stupid. Alive, and Don't be a liability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we will come with a Brinks truck. We'll back it up. Mm-hmm. You only have to do a little bit, not too much. And and that's all we need. Because they, they have the ability now to build up their future and then just put them as the fucking cherry on top. You, oh, have, yeah. a, you have a great fucking Sunday. You got the chocolate, right. vanilla, and, and the strawberry. You got the whipped cream. Put them as the cherry on top. Fuck. Holy shit. And then, and then with the with the fox with the fox deal going down, 
Holy shit! We well, thought, yeah, now that just <laughs> that's just an overload. Yeah, we that's... thought we we thought Infinity War was good. Fucking Secret Wars, fucking blowing that shit out of the water. Two billion dollars. It's a four billion dollars. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, and that's why I think that you're not going to see the guys that you think are going to die. You're not going to see all the main guys go. I mean, I don't think Iron Man's dead. Captain America might be, but or he might be just go in the past. Yeah, so you're not yeah, just right off into. The but you're not going to see a lot of dudes die. You're going to see bit characters die. Watch, just because. They're going to be worried if that deal doesn't go through and the next phase doesn't pan out, they can bring these guys back mm-hmm. to rejuvenate the brand. Uh, it'll but, be the uh, the Antonio Gates thing, you know. You know, he retires. <laughs> we we need some help. Can you can you come back? Right. Just yeah. like yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, King Tom, that was a great on the throne with King Tom. As always, as always, we appreciate it, buddy. We really do. And happy New Year to you. Yeah, can't wait to hang out with Tom Chansky at Celebration. Yeah, I know. I'm pumped. Well, all right, guys. I think that wraps up our first podcast of 2019. Thank you so much for listening to us. We really, really, really appreciate it. Mr. Strothers, I know you guys are coming very close to episode number 100 on the Bad Motivators, correct? Yes, sir. Almost there. Episode 98 came out this week. We had Sal Perales from the Rogue Rebels. Yeah, yeah. And from now, this is podcasting on to talk about the last issue and the entire run of the Vader comic series. Really good time, man. That's fantastic. That was such a great guy. His family's so great. Those Rogue Rebels, they're amazing. And by the way, great segue again. We're full of segues today. The video for the Kessel Toy Run 2 came out for this year. Check it out, please. It is great. You'll see where all the presents and the Star Wars toys went to. If you don't get choked up watching that, there's something really wrong with you guys. Go to the SithList.net. It is on the main page in the front page. You'll see it. It is a great video and well done to everybody who participated, like I said before. And it's such a great cause. It is really something. It really is. I'm so proud that we're all part of this. And mm-hmm. Brandon, you are the man, like I've always said. We appreciate you. And also a big shout out to Rebecca O'Hanlon, who came down from Philadelphia. And we had a great time with Rebecca, and uh, she flew back, but she's coming to live down here. By the way, Colleen is coming down. Very soon. Very, very soon. So everybody's moving west. Eric Struthers, you're next. You're next. Come on down. (laughs) All right, man. There's a bedroom right right here for you. Yeah. Dude, if I'm going to bring my wife and kids, you're going to... I'm going to need more room than that. They're they're pretty rambunctious. I got the whole game room that we're in right now. It's big enough for all you guys. What is this little house in the prairie where they yeah. got to live in the, yeah. in the same four wall? Exactly. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you? On Twitter, at lessismore78. Carlos Buarguello. At the Sith List, Boo. And you can find me at the Sith List. Thank you again for listening. And we will catch you next week with the Star Wars Underworlds, Benjamin Hart, who is a fantastic guy. And that's why I kind of toned down the cussing, because Ben does not cuss. So today, I kind of, if you notice, I said son of a B and what the F. I'm trying to get it in my mindset so when Ben's on, we don't cuss too much. Boo's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but check us out next week, and that's episode 127 of The Sit Play. <laughs>